Hey, everybody. Welcome once more to Greenlight Reviews, the show where we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. Today, Anne, we're going to review a film with a very strange title, and it deserves it, I think. It's called The Men Who Stare at Goats. Right, right. Reminds me of that other movie, Snakes on a Plane. Exactly. That's kind of a crazy title. Exactly. You know what you're getting when you go to that movie. Right. It's directed by Grant Heslov. Written by Peter Strawn from a book by John Runson, and it has quite an amazing cast. Mm -hmm. George Clooney, Jeff Bridges, Kevin Spacey, Stephen Lang, Robert Patrick, and Ewan McGregor. Oh, and don't forget all those out-of-work goats that finally got a job. There must be 500 goats in the movie. You can't get cast in a film when you're a goat. It's very, very tough for them, (laughs) so good for them. Yeah, well, it's sporadic at best, being a goat in Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to see that casting call, but that's another movie altogether. I would have liked that movie better than this one. Well, Anne, you know, I loved the first 45 minutes of this film, and I think that everybody who's listening to us today should watch the first 45 minutes and laugh, and then, for goodness sake, turn it off, because... (laughs) It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. It's about a reporter who lives in Ann Arbor, Michigan. His name is Bob Wilton, and he is played by Ewan McGregor. Mm -hmm. For reasons that we don't quite understand, his beautiful wife leaves him for his editor. He finally is looking for a big story. He goes off to Iraq, and he meets a very strange guy sitting in a bar. His name is Lynn Cassidy, and that is played by George Clooney. Mm -hmm. And as they talk further, Lynn Cassidy claims that he is a former member of the United States Army's New Earth Battalion. They employ paranormal powers. And this battalion was run by Bill Django, Mm -hmm. at the time a colonel, played by Jeff Bridges. The two men, as we discover, are loony. They are absolutely strange. So is everybody. Well, (laughs) we find out later that everybody else is strange, including Kevin Spacey, who plays the bad guy, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I thought he was very good, by the way. I did, too. I wish he'd had more to do in the movie. I think he might have added something that was sorely missing from this picture. Well, I think what was missing in this picture, Anne, and again, I kept laughing at Clooney. I kept laughing at the strange looks he was doing and the strange stories he was telling. I kept laughing at Jeff Bridges, who was doing things like jumping off roofs, thinking he could do it, and of course, (laughs) breaking his ankle. What was missing here is the one guy or one person Mm -hmm. in this film who was sane, who could look at all these other wacky people and give us, the viewers, a place to stand. I agree with you, Les. I think this movie puts a very high premium on the word quirky. And unfortunately, (laughs) that doesn't mean that a quirky movie is a good thing. I think it just is what it was. And I think it's kind of a goof. I think it's like a series of crazy sketches that are cobbled together loosely to form this, whatever you want to call it, this plot. But mainly, the movie is inhabited by all of these crazy loon bin actors. And after a while, the novelty of that wears off. I think it wears thin, actually. For me, in the first 15, 20 minutes, I laughed a little bit in that part, and then it started to get on my nerves. 
because I don't think that it was making any attempt to be that satirical. And I think they missed the boat here. I don't think the writers targeted the correct areas for satire. I think they were all over the place. They were all over the place. And I lost interest after, as I say, about 45 minutes. I laughed at Clooney every time he was on the screen. (laughs) He does a whole thing. He's driving through the desert with Ewan McGregor. And he's telling him that Mm -hmm. one of his paranormal things is his sparkling eyes. (laughs) And McGregor says, what do you mean? And of course, Clooney turns around and gives him this sparkling eye thing, which just looks very strange. And in doing so, he's not watching the road and they run into a rock in the middle of this totally deserted desert. (laughs) You know, I think that the movie suffers right there because you do have a great natural comedian in George Clooney on screen. He's terribly funny in every light romantic comedy that he does. He always steals practically every scene. Then you have Jeff Bridges, who is another scene stealer. He's terribly clever. But I think that the joke doesn't work for more than about 25 minutes. A New Age Army is a funny idea. But if you want to see a great military satire, then rent Dr. Strangelove. This is no Dr. Strangelove. Exactly. And I know that they were thinking they were getting a movie like that, or The Russians Are Coming also comes to mind. Sure. But these are character-driven, with a good storyline, too, films. And this movie just doesn't have enough meat on its bones to sustain it for 95 minutes. Well, it doesn't sustain us because we don't know what everybody's motivation is. Correct. You know, I learned when I was in high school and I was acting in plays, I learned what's your motivation for doing this, that, and the other thing. And apparently everybody's motivation here was to act nutso. I agree. And make us laugh. And we did for a while. But after that, you say, okay, thanks for the jokes. Thanks for the cocktails. You know, now are you going to serve dinner? What are we going to have for dinner? I agree. And I left the theater hungry. Listen, you've got a lot of very talented actors up there on the screen. Tremendously talented. And by the way, they are all having a wonderful time. You can just tell that they are very much connecting with each other and they're loving each other and they're loving doing this movie. Unfortunately, that doesn't rub off on the audience. (laughs) You know, I thought Clooney was loony and I thought Spacey was Spacey and I thought Jeff Bridges was a trippy hippie. But somehow the movie just never really came together. I think that The Men Who Stare at Goats was quirky, but then it became smirky-less. And when it did that, it didn't worky. So for me, The Men Who Stare at Goats, I'm sorry to say, I know you liked it a bit more than I did, but I'm just going to give this one a red light. Okay, I'm going to give it a yellow light because, as I say, I sat there and I thought, wow, this is great. I'm so glad I came. And I got less and less glad as it passed before my eyes. I especially thought the scene where all these soldiers accidentally take LSD and they're all rolling around in the sand and they're jumping into tanks and well, <laughs> running I know. down buildings. LSD and... jokes are okay, but boy, I think those jokes are really tired. And I know that Very this movie tired. takes place in the 60s. It just doesn't work for me. Incidentally, I do think that the goats were great. Okay. <laughs> well, especially that one. <laughs> yeah, the major goat. Yeah. Okay. So right. uh, I'm sorry about this one. Uh, this one got my goat. Okay. I guess it did. So a red light from Ann Elder, a yellow light from me for the men who stare at goats. 
Again, watch the first 30, 45 minutes and then quit and you'll be happy. (laughs) Oh boy, I hope both of us are happier when we go to see our next film and I hope you'll be happy out there listening to us and hearing what we have to say. Until that time, my name is Les Roberts. And my name is Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that all of you listening to us are going to have as good a time as we do red yellow or green light or not at the movies. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.